0: But I want to share with you guys a little something that happened with me uh, this week, all right? I, was, uh, I wasn't doing much of anything, actually. It was, today's Wednesday. It was Tuesday morning, all right? And I got up, I'm getting the kids ready for school and stuff, and I'm, I'm making their lunches or something. I'm, I'm standing at the counter and my head's down, and I just, I just sniff. I just go, and I, I could hear it. It was like a pop in, in in the back of my neck. You could, if you look real close, you could see it right now. I got this big knot in the in the back of my neck, and I couldn't even I couldn't raise my head. And uh and the pain, it was so severe that I, I couldn't get up. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't turn my head to the left or the right. So I couldn't drive. Um, the pain was coming down from from right under my brain it felt like all the way down and across my shoulders. And uh and, I mean I'm it was it still hurts. I'm on I'm on a bunch of Tylenol and stuff right now but but the pain is still like super super severe. And You know, my wife's asking me, she's like, you need to go to the doctor, blah, 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 do this, do that, what's wrong with you, what happened with you? Why are you in so much pain? Um, And I'm like, I don't know, I wasn't doing anything. I mean, I'm lazy by nature, so I wasn't lifting anything up or doing anything out of the ordinary, right? And I had this pain in my neck. What's up, boo, I'll get there. So, anywho, so, I thought about it and I realize what happened. Now this doesn't happen to me all the time, but it happens a lot. Sometimes I carry people's junk. So when I mean that to say, if I'm out here with one of you guys and I'm talking to you and I'm, and I'm praying for you or I'm praying with you or I'm trying to walk you through some stuff, I'm gonna internalize that, right? Psychiatrists call that somatic symptoms. It's, it's emotional emotional trauma bleeding itself out in a physical manifestation, right? And so I've been dealing with um, a family and I'm trying to help them, like really, really trying. But the problem is they don't want the help. Now they're not just pushing back and saying, I don't want the help, but they don't recognize, how do I put this? Well, the Bible says they know not what they do. So, so that, that's probably the easiest way to put it. So so many times we find ourselves in, in patterns of dysfunctional thinking. Okay? And because we're stuck in this pattern of dysfunctional thinking, we think it's normal. And so we don't recognize when there's people on the outside that are trying to help. Because sometimes we don't recognize exactly how much help we need. And so I'm like beating my head up against the wall trying to help this family and I can't help them. And I'm realizing that's why I have this pain in my neck. It's not, it's not the fact that they're resistant to help. That's the problem. It's the fact that I can't help them. Because at the end of the day, it's their choice. They, they have to decide that they want help. They have to decide that they want to change. And that got me thinking a little bit more. And so that leads me to a passage of scripture. Actually, a couple of passages of scripture that I want to share with you. And the first one, the first one's coming out of the book of Psalms. And it says this. Oh, not the right one. It says, the fool says in his heart that there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, if there are any who seek God. Yet all have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. That's a, that's, a, that's a harsh statement. That's hard to read and that's in the Bible. No one who does good, everyone is corrupt. Now there's some serious truth to that, right? Because if you read through Romans, it says we've all sinned and we all fall short and yada, 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 and we understand that. But this pain in the neck in my neck got me thinking about how much of a pain in the neck we are to God. Now when we hear the phrase she's a pain in my neck, he's a pain in my neck, then we think about it as being a nuisance. That person's annoying, I'm done, The a pain in my neck. But now I'm, I'm feeling like we gotta kind of adapt that thinking because my pain in my neck is not because this family is a nuisance. My pain in my neck is because I want to help. I want them to make the right choice, but they won't. And so now I gotta think, how much of a pain in the neck are we to God? Not in the, fact, in the sense that we annoy him, but in the sense that there's desires that he has for us. There's ways that he would prefer that we live. There's decisions that he would hope that we would make, and we just don't make them. And there he sits and there he waits. But in 2 Peter, it says something that might, might or should make us all feel a little bit better. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with us. Not wanting anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. And so, I read that this morning, and I'm not gonna lie to you, the pain in my neck is starting to go away. And I could say it's the Tylenol, and it might be a little bit about the Tylenol, but it really is is my understanding. It's my understanding. If God is patient, why can't I be? If God understands that we have free will, why can't I? If God is going to love us enough to let us make our mistakes, then who am I to do any different? See, the, the, the reality is I have to understand my role. Right? And my role is this. It's the same role as when I come out here. I'm going to preach the word of God because that's what God has called me to do. What you do with it is up to you. Amen. That's my job. I feel flat on my everyday. Life. I, I'm not. Anytime I step over that boundary of, of my job, then the pain in the neck is mine to bear. When I step back, then I got to let God be God. Amen. And that applies in all areas of my life. That applies to whoever I'm dealing with. That applies to whatever I'm doing. But ladies and gentlemen, it applies to you too. You see, there's truth in in Psalm chapter 14 when it says we are all corrupt. That's not God's fault. Psalm 14, my dear. All right, verses two and three. Now I got you, I didn't say it the first time. So thanks for checking me, okay? We are all corrupt, but we also have a choice. And the choice is to allow God access to our head and our heart. The choice is to allow God to do what he does so we can do what we need to do. And in Psalm verse 16, the author David, he says this. He says you make known to me the path of life and so in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now see that's that's a matter of choice ladies and gentlemen. We might be a pain in the neck to God. We might cause him sincere pain and sincere anguish. <laughs> But he believes that each and every one of us will open our eyes one day and recognize that that fullness of joy and that forever can only be found with a relationship with Jesus Christ, right? Who didn't just come to die so that we could live forever. He came to live so that he could show us how to live. It's important that I say that to you every time I come out here. Yes, he died for our sins, but he lived to show us how to live in a world of sin. And it's all about choice. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pray for us all today. I'm going to thank God that he spoke to me, which allowed me to come out here and speak to you. And for those of you that get it, then my job is done. For those of you that don't, well, that ain't up to me, is it? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for, for I guess, for the pain in the neck. Um, so many ways you speak to us, Lord, in so many circumstances, so many different occasions, so many opportunities, uh, so many that we might miss. And so I'm grateful that along with this pain in the neck, you, you gave me a word, a word that I could sit in, um, that I could Kind of process and then allow uh, just for a deeper understanding of who you are which allows for a deeper understanding of who I am Lord so for my brothers and sisters Lord I want us all to recognize that we are indeed corrupt um, and there is no one that looks to you without a little piece of the Holy Spirit that rests inside of us but you have gifted that to every single one of us Lord so may we
1: For those of us that aren't there, may we
0: begin to fan that flame. For those of us that are there, may we just add fuel to that fire. And for each and every one of us, may we burn bright under the glory that is you. May we allow our decisions and our choices in life to be a reflection of who you are. And for many of us, maybe today's the day that we begin making those right choices, Lord that we could come to understand exactly what the meaning of the fullness of joy is, and that we pursue that by pursuing you and allow you to work in our lives here so that we can hang out with you in the hereafter, Lord. But until then, we will praise your name, we will proclaim your glory, and we will live that we might show others what a life with you is like um, in comparison to a life without. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Alright. Well, thank y'all for hearing me out. I think we might be ready. You ready? This podcast is recorded live and uncut at our Homeless Food Share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.